Welcome to Bitch Talk Booze, an interview straight from the heart of San Francisco. You're listening to Aaron. That's Andrew over there drinking water. Hey. Char's on the ones and twos. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com. You can also find us at our new home at bff.fm every Monday morning from 5.30 to 6 a.m. This is a special interview that we have for you guys. I know a lot of people love our basic bitches as we do too. We're trying to get back into the swing of things. I think there were two reasons or multiple reasons why this was a special episode. One, we had to juggle a lot to get this one done because it was last minute. And, uh, you know, there's three of us and three schedules to work with. So we made it happen last minute. And two, the powerhouse names and actors that we were going to speak to. And three, our love for this film. So it was kind of the trifecta of what a beautiful moment for Bitch Talk. It. It really was. Um, and, oh, four, sorry. They were in studio. How often do we get to do... That was kind of the biggest selling point of yeah. this whole interview was that um, the publicist on the film, We Love You, Marilyn, was like, oh, and I'm going to bring them to your studio. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That never happens. Uh, <laughs> does that mean we've got to keep our shoes on? Yeah, does that mean we can't the whiskey's got to hide? What time of the day is this? Like, what are we doing? But um, we made it all happen. I'm so thankful that we did. Uh, what we're talking about is the movie Booksmart, if we probably didn't even say it yet. The movie's called Booksmart. It's directed by Olivia Wilde. You might know her name. Duh. And it stars Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Deaver, Nico Haraga, and Mason Gooding, who I'm an idiot. <laughs> and after the interview, I figured out that Mason Gooding is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Duh. I didn't know either, but resemblance duh yeah but yeah so much duh around that and then also (laughs) the writer one of the writers of the film katie silberman who was really sweet um sat in in our studio which our studio it's pretty big i've thought our studio is pretty big that's what she said (laughs) but when you cram in is it five there were six Six. of them oh six there were eight mics total two publicists yeah our local publicists was outside an assistant golden ring plus we had cameras and we had my video guy one shirtless skateboarder two podcast hosts three turtle doves (laughs) three publicists i was doing so well three publicists and uh Cuba Gooding Jr. son, Mason. Mason. <laughs> that was good. I think so. That was off the cuff. I know you're not going to believe it, but yeah. we didn't plan this. That was actually really good. This is a good segue to SNL because, you know, Olivia Wilde is married to... Jason Sudeikis. Thank you. Do you guys ever... Have you seen that uh, that sketch where it's... Well, he's not there anymore. Uh, Fred Armisen and... Kristen Wiig. Oh. When they used to show up, oh yeah, this is hella old because Seth Meyers was still hosting when they'd show up as a singing duo. <laughs> Have you seen yeah. this one? Yeah. And they, yeah. every song yeah. is like ad-libbed <laughs> and they're looking at each other but also cracking up. Anyways, yeah. That's how that felt. Anyways, SNL. Uh, well, the point is to bring it back to Booksmart. Thank you. This is actually a big studio. It is. But with eight people in it, it was real tight. We had to share a mic. That's what she said. We had to share a mic. Uh, another two of them had to share a mic. but and, and we were nervous, let's be honest. We didn't really know what to expect with that many people. We have 15 minutes. That's never enough for one person, that, that's not let even, alone yeah. six. Yeah. 
Um, and and for us, you know, there's there's pressure. Like we need to make sure everybody speaks, but you want it to flow. You don't want it to sound like. And now you will speak. You know. Yeah. Uh, but we were super lucky that they were so fucking wonderful. They were so good. And. We were locked in the corner because we had cameras set yeah. up to record, so we couldn't step over the lights and the cameras. They came over to us to shake our hands. Right. And immediately I was like, okay, this is going to be good. Yeah. So without further ado, listen to our interview for Booksmart. We have a full crew in the house. (laughs) So we're going to get through intros real quick. We have director Olivia Wilde, Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Deaver, Nico Hiraga, Mason Gooding, and writer Katie Silverman. Hi. Welcome to the show, y'all. Thank you. Uh, Congratulations on a beautiful screening at the Castro the other night. Jesus. Criminy. By the way, you can say whatever you want because it's bitch talk. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The best fucking night of my life. Duh. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, so much laughter. And I was crying, too, a little mm. bit. And I had a super bro sitting next to me, and he was crying, too. Oh you guys just hit it. You just hit it. Yeah. Yeah, I really I really loved that. It's, it's, it was a coming-of-age film, which I always love, but with so much more heart and, and multidimensional characters. Yes. Um, and actually, it made me want to call, go home and call my best friend, which yes. not from high school, which I didn't because I'm an asshole. But, it, <laughs> but I thought about it. your best friend? Anyways. From high school, okay. I said. Yeah. But not all coming-of-age films make me want yes. to like really remember that and connect so mm. deeply. So thank you so much. And, and Olivia, I wanted to ask you, why did you want to come on this film? And, and as an actor... What did you bring as a director that that really made the environment that you had always wanted as an actor? Well, I mean, that's exactly it. I just created the environment that I always wanted to work within. I, I've spent half my life on set. I love movies so intensely, and I really love actors. And as a director, it's this amazing opportunity to take care of actors and to look out for them. And after spending so much time in their shoes, I know how to empathize with them and hopefully create an environment that allows them to do their best work and make them feel supported and safe and loved. And it was so easy because I had the best actors in the world. (laughs) And to answer your first question, the reason I wanted to do Booksmart is because I wanted to tell a story about smart girls who were proud of being smart and weren't trying to assimilate. It wasn't a process of like becoming like the other kids. It was simply a process of accepting themselves and the others as individuals, as complex, nuanced people. And also, it's fucking funny and I thought yes (laughs) I want a funny movie with funny women and men but a lot of funny women being brilliant and and it was honestly you know just the movie I wanted to watch because I grew up watching these kind of generational anthems these high school movies like Breakfast Club and Dazed and Confused and Clueless and there's so many we could list that shaped all of us so yeah that's that's why I wanted to be a part of this and it has surpassed all my dreams and expectations. I wanted to touch on uh, those past films because I was watching this and I heard that maybe someone else mentioned this in the cast or the crew that it felt a little um, can't hardly wait, which when I was starting to watch the movie the other night, this movie, Book Smart, I was like, oh, my God, I felt like I was back in 1998 in a theater (laughs) about to watch Can't Hardly Wait. And it was great. But there was two women leads. And it was I was like, this is the movie I wanted back then. Yes. So thank you. (laughs) So I'm going to direct that to Katie, who is one of the writers on the film. Um, What was your process writing this film and how was it bringing on a first time director? 
I mean, how much time do you have? Would you like to cancel we have the rest like of three your three minutes? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> um, so it quickly, was it was when, when I came onto the project, Olivia was already attached as director, which changed everything because she had such a clear vision and energy and enthusiasm for the kind of movie she was going to make. And it was so clear immediately how brilliant and funny she was that it was a movie I wanted to watch as much as it was a movie I wanted to work on. And it was fun to tackle, like those kind of generational classics that you're talking about, even Can't Hardly Wait, they're so timely about the period in which they're taking place and the generation that they're depicting. And so getting to dig into how best to represent this generation of young women who are so smart and incredible and brave. And I think also getting to be autobiographical about the fact that, as she was saying, like, in general, if a a girl is smart in a movie, that's her defining quality. And it's, you know, she has glasses and she's nerdy and that's what happens all the time. But all of our best friends are brilliant. They're doctors and CEOs and businesswomen and, but they're funny and they're wild and they're weird. And so being able to tell a story that kind of reflects and honors our best friends in our lives and those women who being smart is is the fourth quality we would mention about them before a lot of other things, even though they are so brilliant, that being able to reflect that kind of multidimensionality, as you were saying, about young women and how incredible they are, that was such a wonderful jumping off point for us to then try and tell the story that we hadn't seen before about women like that when they're young. Okay, well, speaking of bright Brilliant, hilarious women. Caitlin Nico. and Beanie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you play the best friends. Oh, my God. The connection is so, so palpable. I love your chemistry on screen. And you were also roommates during production, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did that help with the process? And I mean, the dance moves and the opening scene. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. <laughs> the dance moves just really came from us. Fully. <laughs> there wasn't a well, lot of direction day, for that. Yeah, the day the day we danced, it was just sort of like I got out of the car and we just like went for yeah. it. Yeah. When Caitlyn dances, my heart becomes alive. Like it literally <laughs> lights up my soul to see her do her little like. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I think well, the first time the three of us, the first time I properly met Caitlyn, we had been like in the same rooms before, but we never were really introduced. And then when uh, Caitlyn was the first one attached, and then. Olivia came on, and then I was I was the last piece of the puzzle in that way. And when the three of us met, we kind of loosely talked about the idea of, like, when you're on location and you film a film, there's so many opportunities for the cast to be together all the time. But we were shooting the movie in L.A. where Caitlin lives and where I'm from originally. So we wanted to try to replicate that experience of, like, that intense intimacy and just the amount of time you're with someone outside of set in addition to on set. And Liv was like why don't you guys live together? Ha ha. And we were all like, no, actually, can we do it? Um, Can we please do it? Um, So I live in New York, so I was going to have to stay somewhere in LA. And I was like, please make it a two bedroom. Can Caitlin come live with me? And we lived together the entire rehearsal process and prep, which was incredible because by the time we even started shooting and we were together all day on set and going home together, we had this like, intense, intense friendship and bond and um, trust between mm-hmm. each other. And, and it was fun. It was so fun. <laughs> and I think it may, it was so fun because we had such equal passion for these two characters. Um, and, like, we wanted to, both of us, we wanted to get our dialogue down so well. So we'd go home every night and go over our lines together. We had to learn Mandarin for the movie. <laughs> we'd go over As that. As you do. <laughs> As you do. We also had French, but that was also, yeah. It was, it was... It was very fun. Yeah. It was very fun. Lots of cookies, lots of pancakes. Well, I did want to say, Caitlin, I'm a little disappointed you didn't bring the auto harp. 
and your singing voice is yeah, and your singing voice is so incredible. Alanis Morissette, I mean, just respect. Yes. Oh. She has a band with her sister called Beulah Bell that you have to oh check God. out. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's Bye. like they're, yeah. they're like Heim or like all like when you have sisters that sing together, it, it's just like magic. Yes. Check it out. Cool. Thanks. She's my uh, I, We gotta talk to the guys in the room. Oh, uh, yeah. One guy has his jacket open, so <laughs> I'm a little <laughs> wasn't prepared for that. And I, it's fine. It's fine, Nico. Uh, how is it working with this cast and with this group of women in in the room? Surreal. Yeah, that's probably a good way of putting it. I mean, it's like it's funny. It's hard to sort of encapsulate it in so few words but mm-hmm. to call it like the same but different seems like the best way to do it because it's not as if because there's women everything feels different oh my god there's women everywhere it's the same in the sense that the talent is in a lot of cases better but it's <laughs> also very much the norm which is why it's so funny Olivia hits on it all the time. It's not like there's a lack of female talent in Hollywood. It's just a matter of giving them the platform to showcase that talent. And it doesn't really take a whole lot to find it either. It's just a matter of looking. And to work on set with such amazing and inspiring women really just showcases, I hope, to the rest of the world that that talent is both there and in need of being fostered and it's not that hard to do it. So, yes. Ooh, snaps. Mason. Mason is not single. Mason is taken. Ladies. I'm over here like, yeah, these guys are bad. I love working with these beautiful ladies yes. here next to me. They killed it. Uh, we need to foster. And, and we, need to, we need to cherish it because this was an absolutely amazing experience. Katie and Olivia are very supportive all throughout the process of filming. And then you just have a beautiful cast around you, also just like making you feel welcome. And uh, there's no better feeling than, I think, being called to work in the morning and going in and not feeling like it's work. Mm. And, and leaving work at night and leaving feeling sad. Like, damn, I'm not working anymore. Oh. You know? So, so, so it's just so like. Happy. You know. Well, Nico, you were also one of the actors on on stage that you wore your own clothing, and we can see why. I mean, oh, that's yeah. right. Check it out, <laughs> or lack <laughs> of clothing, or lack yeah. or lack thereof. Yeah, no shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, I I, I take pride in my wardrobe. You know, just mm. got some swag going there. Just gotta... but that was like incorporating the real essence of these of these actors into their characters was really important to me. Like I cast them not because I thought I could morph and change them into someone else. I cast them because I like who they are. Mm-hmm. And I want I, they're also unique and brilliant and fresh. And I wanted that in this movie. So their DNA, their real DNA is all over this. This is owned by the entire cast because if they had completely left their, their real selves behind, we wouldn't have this amazing texture. So, like, Nico created Tanner, but Tanner has a lot of the real Nico that is so exciting. And I I just... I'm so grateful that they were so generous with their real selves, even just like wearing their real clothes. Like some actors, I don't know, might feel uncomfortable with that, might say like, no, I'm here to transform. Instead, they were like, yes, let me give myself to the book smart. Let me give myself to this piece of history. I want I want to put my fingerprints on it. And I was Mm -hmm. so grateful for that. Skylar, Skylar, Jared's wardrobe is... Yes. All of Skyler's. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and soon to be mine, because I want all of them. 
<laughs> well, this was uh, this has been a lovely conversation. I do want to um, give you huge kudos on your casting as well, and talking about queer, feminine, mm. people of color, just like all of the points. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm so, so lucky. Thank you so much for being on Bitch Talk, all of y'all. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. We love Booksmart. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Seal of approval. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes, <laughs> that's huge. Thank you, ladies. Yeah. Thank you. That was our big ol' interview with uh, the director of Booksmart, Olivia Wilde, the stars of the film, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Deaver, Nico Haraga, who uh, ended up, uh, well, shirtless. Un- well, unzipped in our interview, and then shirtless in our in our friend of the show, Dana, Dana Keys, uh, her interview, he was shirtless. And then Mason Gooding, <laughs> who is Cuba Gooding Which, Jr.'s by the way, we've mentioned son. it in a past episode, but... Ange and I have had an encounter with Nico before that yeah. we didn't know about. Right. Yeah, Ever Skate Kitchen, which, oh, such a good film if you haven't seen it. Uh, it's set in New York about a, a group of female skateboarders. And so Nico, good. Nico is also in it. But, uh, yeah, so we met him prior, and it was really funny. He came up to me and was like, after I the interview, you. yeah. No, before when we were, oh, he was I shaking it was my when hand. We were taking pictures. No, oh. when he was shaking my hand, oh. he was like, "I met you before for Skate Kitchen," and he was just all cool and like skateboarder and not trying to be cool, but that's just he, he just, just got an he's air. Like maybe nineteen. He's like, got an he's, air about him. Like he's a nineteen-year-old famous skateboarder. It's not quite Spicoli because he's uh, more like it is a little bit. That's who he is. Yeah, but like. Asian, Asian Spicoli. Spicoli. Yes. Yeah. Also, I didn't mention Katie Silberman, who's one of the writers and who was really lovely. But also, they pointed something out at the end of our interview, either when the mics turned off or I can't remember which time they mentioned it. But that we they were being interviewed by a pair of like best friends. Oh, <laughs> that was. And we're really... like, oh yeah, we didn't. Even, I didn't think about that. It's funny because they were saying like, oh, this is our first because it's a film about friends. Exactly. If we haven't even have we, we haven't even talked about the movie. Okay, sorry, listeners, but we loved the crew, the cast, and the crew so much that we haven't even talked about the yes. film. It is about best friends in high school. Yes, and uh, they're facing graduation and and what comes of it. And there are so many coming of age films, as you know. And we've already talked. You've already heard the interview, but this right. one really is set apart. Well, if you guys remember, uh, listeners, if you remember the film, if you're a '90s kid, um, can't hardly wait. It's that, but so much better, and just like the and film, from the female perspective, yes, the and, film that us as girls wanted and needed and didn't even know it back then, and it's so good. I I'm so envious of the teenagers that get to see this for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's I just, just am, and it's just it's really fun. At the same time, at, like can't hardly wait. It was just fun to watch. Yeah, and it is actually kind of like watching a music video. And Olivia Wilde has directed music videos. Oh, I didn't know that. That's how she she started with music videos, but this is her first feature. Okay, yeah. So um, it was funny because, as you heard, Aaron was like, "How come I'm not your best friend?" Right. When she was asking me about <laughs> like whatever, so they picked up on that, and they really uh, Olivia Wilde turned to us at the end of the interview and said that was our best interview. She looked us straight in the eye. And said that, and then I was and like, I know she's an actress, cool. but she was I'm not go, acting. I'm gonna go cry in the corner now. Yeah, Thanks. Thanks it was really, that. it was really special. We appreciate you guys uh, for coming into the studio and for being so pleasant. It yeah. was just, it was really special. Yeah, and well, Shar, thank you for putting together a great production. Yeah, Shar had to set up some shit for this. Yeah. It was an ordeal. It was a lot of juggling, but I mean, but the, this, it, that's the stuff that you know that kind of fuels 
me. I don't know about you guys, but I've always said that, that I like, you know, you kind of like the buzz and you like the edge because it, it, it's it's the energy that kind of fuels you. I mm. hate when people say that turned me on, but it's the stuff that kind of turns you on. And you're Your just third like, eye. Yeah, the third eye turned, yeah. got turned on. But... Um, <laughs> But you're just like, fuck yeah, and we're going to make it happen, and we're going to do all these things, and it's just, we're all going to make it happen. And and what I like, and what, the stuff that we do as, you know, like, Bitch Talk and Radio Rehab and all the other podcasts that I work with that are um, housed out of here and produced out of here is that, um, you know, we do have this, you know, edge of, we let things breathe, you know? We get to have real conversations and we get to hang out with people and we get to, you know, kind of be ourselves and talk about whatever. We're not in the world of you got 10 minutes, you're going to ask these four questions and you're going to go straight to the point and you're not going to let any of your personality come out. And then you're kicking over to the commercial. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, like, it's it's one of the reasons that I'm not, you know, fully engulfed in, you know, corporate radio still is because... I'm you're not if I were not if I was doing this up the street at some of you know with some of my other old stations I'd have 10 minutes and, and we had 10 minutes or we had 15 minutes but we wouldn't be able to do what we did here no right and you'd have parameters and you you couldn't say certain things or talk about certain things and that's that's why like a lot of the podcasts that are really po- like Conan and and uh what's his butt that's married to Kristen what's her butt oh fuck Dax Shepherd. Oh, wow. And uh, Mark. Pulling Aaron Lim right there. No, but, and, and that's what they all say is like, you, you get to do, you get to do and say whatever you want. There are no rules. And that's why it's so, it's, we're so lucky that we get to interview people, but without those rules and that pressure. Mm-hmm. Right. And especially when we're on our home turf, they came to our home turf. That's fun. It's, it's fun to have a, yeah, to have it in studio here like we do, and you know, we try to do we try to do what we often. can, but you know, I think the last time we had a guest in here was Stephen Yoon, mm-hmm. and that was fucking special. Yeah, he whiskeyed it up with us. It was too early for us to drink whiskey with yeah. uh, Booksmart. Yeah, it was but fun. yeah, Stephen, no, they were because they had done it the night before. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, those are last respect. last I night in town too. in the middle of SF Film Fest, the premiere. Their yeah, uh, drink. Of, of of the movie either, which is yeah, yeah which is crunk, awesome. Yeah, which get is, you crunk on. Which is it's yeah, it's fun. It, it, it's really fun, smart movie. I can't wait to see it again. I'll pay for that shit. And Olivia Wilde, like when I tell people, like, oh yeah, I got to interview Olivia Wilde the other day. It's like, yeah, she's obviously super beautiful. Obvi- I mean, that's a given. Duh. But there's just something so much more, and she's so she's totally substance. Yeah, and she just is and. Um, really present and yep. really cares. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually gives a shit, right? And and <laughs> that was just I just really appreciate that about her. And they're so. they're pounding the pavement right now. For, yeah, they uh, are. Mm-hmm. I saw they've been uh, all over. Yeah, they're in London right now. Oh, good for them. Uh, promoting. Oh, it's gonna be hard for him to take off his shirt out there. It gets cold. <laughs> good luck, Nico. Yeah, your nipples get a little hard. Mm-hmm. Turkeys are done. Yeah, I'll have to take a picture of some of the uh, <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> Often take a picture of uh, you know the, we have the walls that are the signatures on the walls here, yeah. and uh, uh, Nico and Masons are. Oh, are, I haven't seen them. Yeah, it's up in that up in the little alcove in the front. Oh, front got corner. It. Okay, but um, yeah, it's uh, so we'll have to put those on uh, social media this okay, week. Okay, I'll take a photo of it. 
Uh, so see Booksmart. It actually opens May 24th in the Bay Area. And I'm going to guess there's a there's like a trickling out of the film opening. But grab your friends and go see this film. It's really entertaining and it's so smart. And it's fun. You're going to have a good time. You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. Yeah. You're going to think about high school. <laughs> a lot. Don't forget you can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com and our new home bff.fm for your Monday commute 5.30 to 6 a.m. Thank you so much for listening to Bitch Talk, powered by GoTo Productions. Bitch, please. Mm-hmm.